Hi, welcome back to the Dovecast. This is Dove, and this is the second episode of the titularly titled Don't Steal My Style, a conversation with great answer over a certain FetLife thread uh, dealing with mm, at least one person in existence being a little full of themselves. Um hope you're enjoying it and if you have any comments please feel free to uh, contact me the uh, email address is still dove at washi-nawashi.com you can find it on the website on the podcast information um, leave comments on the uh, specific web page for these if you'd like and you know hopefully you're going to enjoy this and so without further ado I'm just going to turn it right over since this is the second half and um away we go it's a fun (laughs) game yeah oh wait wait co-topping um i think i've seen someone else do that so we're probably copying someone's style oh yeah who should we give credit to for this (laughs) to rip off the co-topping of the co-topping but yeah i mean here's the thing you everyone has there there is the style of japanese bondage and what you learn and then where where you go with it you know and that becomes your style, how you make something out of it. And, you know, no matter what, there's going to be some derivation to no, to matter what you do. I mean, I will definitely call myself derivative. However, well, I, I've learned how to do a tekakote and, you know, I, I, I'm interested in doing it the correct Japanese way, as it's called. I also do it my way because... You know, I'm, I'm doing a certain type of people. I, I have a structure I use to that is my looks like it and gets somebody up and looks cool. I've got my own modification on it. For you seen the thing I do with the neck, where instead of doing the cross in the front, mm-hmm. I um, do an X and then bring another piece of rope around to pull it off the shoulders. I'm showing. I think I've shown that to you. Um, I. Don't remember. It doesn't have. matter. I, yeah. I think I've showed you once, but it, it's like I, I, I'm tempted to say, you know, I've seen that in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, and if you have, awesome, great. I'm glad and, you and, and you're glad you learned it from me. I, I, yeah, but exactly. I was going to say, and I likely learned it from you. So. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's more just the fact that it's, you know, from from my developing it, and I and I'll say that it's. While I will say I've developed it, I have no claim to originality of it because I'm sure somebody else has done it. Um, oh, I have a related sure. something that, okay. that applies to that too. Um, sometimes your style can be attributed to you without it actually being your style. <laughs> oh um, God, yes. <laughs> I had I had a guy who, um, you know, I, I actually I learned this, and I, again I can say who I learned it from. I learned mm-hmm. this from um, Rallinad in Chicago, uh, and it's the method of uh, when you do a figure eight in mm-hmm. the chest harness and um, around the breasts, and then you with over the shoulder weave. You cross and then you weave it through the figure eight right. and back up, and you do two of them. So you end up with a nice little trivet mm-hmm. in the center of the chest. A trivet, well, I love. That. Yeah, well, it, it, it kind of looks like one of those woven trivets, but yeah. So, so I actually um, taught a guy how to do that um, mm-hmm. at another event. Um, didn't think much of it. I think I, I think actually I was teaching a class on chest harnesses, and I showed, hey, here's a variation that I learned from Alan and blah, 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 I did it. So at another event entirely. <laughs> this guy comes up and he shows me his girlfriend's chest harness. Right. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Because he had it woven, but it was woven in a way that instead of making it look like a, a teardrop shape, right. it looked more like a butterfly. 
Oh, nice. And Butterfly thing. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And I said, awesome. that's really neat. Where did you learn that from? And he looked at me and he went, I, I learned that from you. And I said, <laughs> I've never done that. How would, you, how would you have learned this from me? He said, no, I was in this class that you taught, blah, 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 and you showed how to do this weed thing, and that's what I did here. Mm -hmm. And he was looking worried, and, and I, I said, I realized what had happened was he had tried to do the tie that I taught him, right. and he had done it wrong. Which was so right. And it, and it, and it worked perfectly, and it yeah. looked beautiful. And so it's just kind of funny because I could just picture you know, him going around to people saying, look at this thing. And people saying, where would you learn this? And I'm like, well, I learned this from Gray. And, you know, that suddenly this becomes my style. But I never invented it. I mean, it's his sure. style. Um, well, and do I use it now? Absolutely. I have sure. some great photos where well, I use that particular variation. So, yeah. you know, this idea that, that people aren't going to take your style and change it. Um, oh, another example. You know the picture in... Um, Doug Kent's book uh, where he has a woman bound on the floor mm -hmm. um, and all the lines are going to a central ring. Yeah, yeah. She's laying sideways. Great picture. Great picture. Beautiful picture. Amazing model. Amazing rigging. Great. Mm -hmm. Great photography even. Um, so I'm at uh, an event in um, Ohio and this guy named Nam from Akron. I don't know if you know Nam. Nam I think, I think I've met people Nam. People should Name's know familiar. Nam because he's a fucking unbelievably good rigger. Nam, Nam, Nam. Um, and he did that same tie, mm -hmm. but he did it as a suspension. Nice, nice. And he did it as a suspension with someone who was not one of these Olympically trained athlete athletic things. So, I mean, that to me implies even more mastery sure. of the ropes and stuff like that. And he managed to do it, you know, her hanging up in the air. And um, so here's the question. When Douglas Kent did it, it was not a suspension. Nam did basically the exactly same tie, mm -hmm. several lines going to the central ring. So is he copying Doug's style or did he change something because it is a suspension? Yeah. I mean, does, does the fact that at, at what point does do you change enough that it becomes your own style? Because frankly, I, I think it would be very disingenuous to call that tie Douglas Kent style. True. Well, okay. just to throw something in this with this, uh, um, and this goes back to my argument about, you know, I've always run into people go like, well, there are Japanese, Japanese knots. And I'm like, there's no such fucking thing. <laughs> and there, there's a great story. And it, it's uh, I'm attributing it offhand to Ashley because I remember uh, of Ashley's book of knots, which is the knot Bible. And I think oh, it's, I th yeah, and I think it's in in his uh, thing about it, um, his his intro to his own book. And he talks, if, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but it, it was basically that he, he talks about um, seeing a, a boat on the river and seeing a seaman tying a knot. And it was obviously close enough to him that he could see it. And it was heading into, you know, heading into dock. And as he's, he sees this, he's like, oh, my God, I've got a little. And he's never seen this knot before. And he's trying to tie the knot. And he, he runs to, you know, to catch the boat that's docking, gets the dock. And he thinks he's got it, and he gets there, and it's a standard knot. It's a knot he's seen before, but the knot he tied is an absolutely, as he said, a knot he discovered, a knot that was entirely new. He'd never seen the knot before because of what he thought he saw. Right. And this goes, you know, like I said, the you know he, you know, when I made the joke, he, uh, you know, he got it right. He got it so he got it so sorry. He got it so wrong. He got it right. Mm -hmm. Um. A lot of things I love when I see people tying stuff is they look at it, go, hmm, and then their own brain flips a couple of switches and, but you know, if you did this and boom, and even if they do it deliberately or, you know, like 
their brain just goes, no, this this just seems right, and they think they've got it, and it's an entirely different thing we did. Like the one I mentioned where I do the TK with the thing off the shoulders, I originally came up with, for myself, came up with that idea uh, back when I was, back when the only two Japanese ties anyone really knew was a Hishi diamond harness and uh, a TK that took like 300 feet of rope because we didn't know about short lengths at the time. <laughs> I totally copped it. It was hilarious. I mean, Lokai did it. Everyone was hilarious. You know, I was like, and, um, one of the things I didn't like about the TK was, I uh, sorry the uh, the hishi was when you do the upper diamond around the neck, the fact that you have a point in back and a point in front, and it's actually pulling the rope together up against right. the neck. And I was like, you know, that kind of that's kind of annoying. I want this to last longer. So when I brought the rope up to the front, I noticed that it would pull the diamond out, and what I would do is I'd come around and do the same thing in the back. So now it created a it would pull in the back and it would create a square around the neck that would be out near the. Uh, What's the, the, up at the end of the trapezius, trapezius instead of digging into the trapezius and it was much more sustainable I could do a tighter tie with it without you know worrying about hurting somebody with it and essentially when I redid the uh, when I was working with the TK and I just that that fucking you know the cross and the bar, rope across the front started it just doesn't work for me I, I mean yes it works but I look and go like god that's kind of ugly and then I just went here let me do this and I get the same effect which adds that extra little support on the breastbone but I get it I get something that looks a little fancier you know but people go like how do you do that and I was like well let's see I've been tying for a bazillion years you know I, I mean as I said tell people I've been tying since I was five years old and you know just because I've liked knots I've liked tying with rope and I have enough background that if I see something, I can start modifying it to suit my needs. Now, that's me having the knowledge, but this doesn't preclude somebody who's even like a beginner. You know, they're tying and just something clicks. You know, well, this makes more sense if I go this way. You know, if I go right instead of right. left, you know. Yeah, and, and actually, I mean, again, this goes back to the Damon Pierce comment mm -hmm. um, about the fact that, you know, that particular concept of the things being closer. Yeah. Brazier makers have known that for longer than you've been alive. Tits you know? <laughs> haven't changed that, that much. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, really, you know, even that could be said to be, you know, that's you copying uh, Otto von Titzlinger. You know? <laughs> Otto von Titzlinger, yeah! Yes. Didn't he used to make catapults? <laughs> Over the shoulder boulder. Holders. Over the shoulder boulder, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but... so... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um,. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know what what else to say to, to the discussion in terms of to say that, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> and, and I guess I guess the lesson to be learned is, you know, first of all, don't fucking worry about your mm. style. If you have it, you won't have to worry about it. And if you have to worry about it, then you might not have as good a, a thing on it. I mean, that's um, honestly, you know, if, if you're really worried about that people taking your style is going to cut into your... And, and I'm not going into copyright intellectual intellectual property. Right. It's cutting into your living. You know, if I um, if I publish a book called The Really Seductive Art of Japanese Bondage, you know, with a picture of me in a kimono <laughs> and, you know, lookout posed in a semi-suspension on the cover, mm -hmm. Midori might have a legitimate beef with me. Sure. Um, but uh, at the same time, if we're just talking about play and the things you do in the clubs and things like that, you know, if you're really that worried about it, then maybe you need to up your game. Because... Mm -hmm. You know that it's either going to be there or it's not. 
and, and sitting there whining about it is not going to make a good impression on anybody. No, it won't. I actually, would, I, I, I'm, when you, the way you, you phrase that actually brought to mind, um, uh, what you call it, uh, uh, blah, blah, magicians. And the fact that, you know, magicians are always stealing each other's act. And it's not uh, the act that's important or the, I mean, although you'll always hear, oh, I stole my act, you know. But does he do it better? What was that film, The, the Prestige, wasn't it? Where the magicians were, yeah, yeah you know, you know, yeah. can I do can I do this thing that nobody else can do? And at that point, you're dealing with not just your style but your skill. And you know, there there's there are people I see Ty who I'm like, uh? I, I mean, I'm skilled. It's going to take me another five or ten years to get to that level, or maybe two years if, if I really try. You know, I watch Zamil. Zamil has this incredible dance background, you know. So when you see him move, you know, you're dealing with, oh, I happen to do all this dance in my past, you know, and if you don't have that dance ability, there's no way you're going to match what he does. You can you can approximate, you can come close, you can work on it, but you're not going to be exactly him, and there's no reason to try. I mean, I'll appropriate as much as I can from him, but I'm not going to try copying him because... I'd be an idiot to try, you know. Um, there's some stuff that uh, 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 DV8 does, uh, you know, uh, from Australia that, that is, you know, wow. I mean, you know, we're, we're that I had the, you know, A, the teachers that he's had and the ability to do that. But also here's the thing, I'm also not that interested in that. You know, there, there are certain, you know, this is something I've, I've actually, I've realized very hard about tying is that you get into a lot of, and this I've also found on the whip scene because I, I was very big in the, I, Still am very big with whips and stuff. You do whips? Oh, yeah. Shocking. You know, Actually, somebody came up to me recently and said, you know something? Uh, in, in New York and most of the other scenes I keep running into, you know, if I start asking anybody where they learn from, at some point you're, you're either the guy who started, they started from or, <laughs> or you gave them, you know, you gave them pointers at some, like lessons at some point. I'm like, yeah. Right. But it, it's, it, the, the issue is um, what speaks to to you you know um you know I, I didn't get into suspension until years after i was doing groundwork partly because i felt i needed to up my game and partly because it interested me and i didn't understand it I, I couldn't find what it was that i liked about it and now that i'm comfortable with it i go oh i understand what i like about it um you know it's not what lo why loci does it it's not why you do it it's why i do it and this then generates my style, why I do it. Um, you know, I, I realized that in, uh, by the way, I loved your, uh, your, uh, just to give you a plug, that article you just did about uh, suspension being the, uh, oh, the lazy way out, the lazy way out, which I, I thought was, it, it was spot on in a very interesting way. I mean, not so much actually specific to suspension itself, but how certain ties I find, certain things that become in style become kind of the lazy boy things that people oh can you do this you know i remember at one yeah. point it was one certain type of tie then it became this now it's suspensions um and interestingly enough it, this goes back to why do you do it is when i first started doing suspensions you know oh do a suspension i'm like all right i i actually didn't have the you know how you did the step by step do this to negotiate mm -hmm. uh, uh do the tie get them up get them you know you know exactly approximately when they're were done bring them down etc I didn't have that when I first started doing suspensions. It was, 
okay, now do I got you up? Uh, can I go for coffee now? You know, because it was, I, I yep. didn't say anything to me. Now, on the other hand, if I had you on the ground, you know, I knew exactly what to do with you in that sense. You know, um, it, it reminds me of a thing that, and, and this could definitely go into the whole style idea. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to see if you actually have your own style, um, uh, back at the Austin Ropecaf Symposium, I got to interview James Mogul, mm-hmm. uh, which was a huge thrill for me because NawaShibari.com was one, that one, you got that and, and Fetish Nation. Those were yeah. where I got my first, my first, oh, wow, Rope's awesome. You know, I haven't, I haven't yet met Ian Rath, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, uh, he, I asked him, you know, what was in his rope bag? Typical question I ask when I interview people. And he said, well, you know, what's in rope your bag rope bag? On the thing. But he said, what I really like to do is I like to just go into a dungeon with three pieces of rope mm-hmm. and see what trouble I can get into. And, you know, and yeah. I'm like, you know, and this is somebody who quite literally could, he suspended Summer Cummings. If you can suspend Summer Cummings who, with her enormous breasts, then you can pretty much suspend anybody. <laughs> you know, um, a guy could, who could do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and and his, his thing was he put more constraints in himself in order to see what sure. he could pull out of himself. And to me, what that says is, you know, if you give me, uh, you know, a three-ton hoist and umpteen zillion climbing straps and carabiners and there was any of that, yeah, you know what? I can do a pretty impressive suspension. Sure. Give me three ropes and nothing else. I have to make it, whatever happens has to come mainly out of me. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the element of style. Sure. Well, um, that's also the element of art. I mean, art is, I think art is limitations, you know, I look at artists who have incredible resources, and I just like what they turn out because it, it, it's it's the limitations, how you have to work with what you have, not with what you have laying, you know, not when you have so much. It's like, you go geeky. You know, you look at uh, the difference between George Lucas back when he was doing American Graffiti or the original Star Wars, and he's fighting the studio, and what he's pulling out in terms of his limitations is is gold. You know, because he yeah. has to pare it down to only the thing that needs to be there. But then you look at his later stuff, and it's like, my God, how in how, you know, like take the damn thing out of his hands. You know, the indulgences. Indulgent, yeah. yeah, the indulgent. You know, uh, Spielberg in, in many ways is very much the same way. I mean, you, I love his original, the original cut of a limited cut of uh, uh, Close Encounters. But then you look at the director's cut. I walked out of the, I almost walked out of the theater when they started showing what was in. The, it was like, my God, this is horrid. You know, it, it didn't leave anything to your imagination. And the same thing with rope. I mean, um, you know, like you said, walking with three pieces of rope. This is your limit. You know, I, I've uh, I reached a point. I did a, actually at your GRU when it was in Connecticut. I came up with that little class. Uh, how do you pare down? How do you get? How, what's the? How do you minimize your kit? And the problem is you bring everything. You only use two or three things. On the other hand, if you bring three things... You'll use them. You'll absolutely yeah. use them. And it, that, I think, really shows, you know, skill, talent, um, uh, style. You know, uh, I did a class in Utah, and um, uh, there was this uh, girl there. Um, oh, God, what was her name? Um, ah, I'm sorry I'm blanking on your name, dear. Uh, uh, she was great in my class, uh, very kick-ass. And... Um, uh, at one point, I pretty much suspended her by one rope. Basically, I had a tie. I tied her wrist, and it was like ankle, wrist, around and lift. It was like there was there was. I'm, I mean, she's a tough girl too, very light. But it was like 
okay. Anybody else doing it would probably have, you know, like, you know, we're, we're going for an ambulance. I pulled it off and it was sheer, you know, boom, 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 done, got her down. I mean, it wasn't something I was going to keep her up for, but it was a kind of like we were mm-hmm. tussling and, hey, let's see what we can do here. And, sure. yeah, um, and it, it, it's, uh, um, again, it's, it's that, what can you do with your limitation? And I, I think that's the height of, you know, of any uh, form of, of, of ability. I mean, what's funny when you bring up uh, James, uh, and this also goes to getting credit, as it were. Okay. Uh, years ago, uh, you know, you know, I did the, the window for D- Diesel Denim. Uh, that was, uh, they were doing a, a honoring Iraqi because he had done photos for the, of their jeans. And this was in, in Soho on uh, uh, Green Street. And uh, the reason I got the job was actually James. Um, this was when I was I was webmaster for Tess at the time, and De- Diesel Denim sends Tess a note going, "Hi, um, we want to do. We're looking for somebody who knows how to do Japanese bondage." Uh, and like Diesel Denim is just going to send it to you know like and. Um, uh, we, you know, is there anyone you could you any per, do you know anybody? Uh, and you know, you know, this came into Webmaster Test.org. I sent back an email from my uh, my Dove account at the time. Uh, actually, it was my Neon Love the Jesus account. I went, "Hi, my name's Dove, and uh, uh, Webmaster Test.org sent me this email. Um, what would you like to know?" You know, I was like, you know, at the time I was the guy. They they really you know no hubris there, but I was the guy that. You know, you were the rope guy. I was the rope guy at the time, and there's always a rope guy. There's always a rope guy. So the kicker to this though is that's what we need. We need to have that as a break on. Sorry. Wait, wait. So no, so what what do we need to break on? The rope guy. We we need to have a who who is the rope guy? Who? And of course, (laughs) by guy I mean non-gender specific. Right. But there should be a the rope rope, guy. There there should be a rope guy award because if you can be the rope guy at ShibariCon, you got some skills. That this involves somebody. This involves at least you know ass crack showing. But anyway, um, no. So the the whole whole point was to make sure was I I got the job. I had no photos of anything at the time because they. uh, This was at a time period where I had not really you know shooting on film. Digital didn't exist. Good lord, that long ago. And I didn't have anything of anybody who I could actually show because uh, I wasn't tying up models. I was tying up people who couldn't have their face shown. And they're showing me, first off, they're a bunch of Italians. They're showing me, I mean, really heavy porn. I mean, they're showing me stuff from insects. They're showing me uh, one of the, there's some famous, uh, one, of the, one of the Japanese bondage ones, girl upside down, legs spread, you know, you know, something between her. I mean, like, like. And they keep going, oh, we want a not erotic, not erotic. And I'm looking at this shit going, what the fuck? You know, so I did the window and it was just, you know, a bundle of denim that I suspended. And if you want to look, it's on my website on the Washington Washi website. Go look on the gallery. It's on the diesel denim. And um, I had to put up these. What? Sorry. So laughing at the not that I mean I, I'm like trying not to laugh in their faces you know and when when I left they go okay we take you okay great I'm I got the job and I'm leaving with the the, uh, the uh, one of the design uh, the window designer and she's this gorgeous little Italian I she could be a dyke what she's a cute little thing oh my god I wanted to tie her up so badly and we're talking and it turns out the reason they they picked me, they said okay was they'd actually contacted James first at Nawashibari and they asked him and he said uh, he sent back well I'm I'm in Seattle I'm not in or wherever he was I'm not in uh, I think he was, he was in Seattle all the time right 
I think he was in Seattle for an hour. Probably, yeah. He was was in the he was in that section of the coast, and he um, said, uh, "Contact Tess, and if you can find and uh, see if you can if you can find a guy named Dove." Now I know who I know who knew him. And I think at that point I had met him once at, uh, at uh, uh, he'd been at, um, did a thing for uh, D- uh, DSF at the time, uh, uh, a, a demo and stuff. So it's like, we weren't unknown to each other really, but at the same time, I mean, at this point, I, he probably doesn't even remember this at all. I mean, it's been years. But um, at that time, if I, you know, if you were in Rope or if you were in Whips or if you were in Mindfucks or whatever, you knew who else was. You know, there was a, you know, there was a, 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 a vine of, of contact. You knew, you know, I, you know, I knew about such and such here. I know about such and such there. And you may never met that person, but the rumors were good about this person or bad about that person. So you kind of knew them. So it was the only reason I, as far as I got, I understood I got the job. But, and, and just to kill it, to finish the story, which was kind of funny, was um, the not that attic. When I finished the job, I put up, uh, part of it was putting up these, um, I had to put these two, if you look at the photos, there's two wood frames with cloth on them. They're going to project images. So I had to suspend them, put them exactly where they needed to be, etc. But they didn't put any of the images up until, because I was going away. It was like I had to do this last minute. I come back from, I think it was actually one of the leather treats, and they've projected all of this Japanese porn in black and white on all the surfaces. Okay. And I suddenly realized what they were trying to say. Not the pornography. Get out of it. Okay. Pornography. No pornography. You know. But they didn't. They were using the wrong, the wrong, uh, the wrong words. Because so, everything was like, well, this is all. Around. Oh, yeah. duh. Oh, yeah. Could have had a V eight. So. But yeah. So I mean, but this goes back to and you know the whole thing with, um, uh, uh, you know, having a style. I mean, I, I will honestly say I have ripped off as much as I could of James Mogul. Back when you know Nawar Shabari, yeah. just as you have, you know, you know, we—I'm sure you looked at his stuff like I looked at his stuff, going, "Dude, that man knows it. He's got information." You know. Yeah, definitely. And and Ian Rath's stuff too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the stuff that he tied and, and the photographs he took. I'm like, wow, that's that's the shit. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's I think the more important thing, you know. Uh, uh, you know, if I don't give people credit, you know, I don't need to stand there. You know, it would be impossible for me to sit there and go, well, I learned this from blah, 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 and then, you know, doing the entire list of people. I mean, God, if, if we did that, I would like taking, you know, every tie would be have a preamble about three hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. And by the way, I'm using this left handed technique, which I had, wait a minute, how many left handed riggers are there? Wow, you know, I, I don't know. We should. <laughs> we need to find out because hey, if I'm the only left-handed rigger I know, then then you know, you're all. I've got my own style. I've got the left-handed rigger style. Which which means basically, if you masturbate, you're just always gonna you're always gonna feel like yourself. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Oh, you use your right hand in that case. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then it's the stranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am told that if you wait till your hand is asleep and then masturbate, it does feel like someone else is touching you. <laughs> And you're playing with a corpse at the same Sex time. tips on the Dovecast. <laughs> Remember, folks, numb out the arm first. Just hit the radial nerve really hard and sharp. Yeah. And then um, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will come back with that and just go like, you know, oh, I heard this tip. Now, where on the nerve do I have to hit in order to get that numb feeling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, 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 I love how people 
Did, did I ever tell you the story of a friend of mine, and I won't use her name, um, who destroyed her whip because she came in after my warning of don't do this on how to condition a whip? Oh, no. Oh, this you're going to love this. Okay. Years ago, there was a technique for, for um, prepping a whip. You, you know Picard's. Uh, that stuff that uh, um, David Morgan sells. It's like a Vaseline with beeswax and all this other stuff. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, normally you use that, you use it very sparingly. Like you just grease your finger, two fingers, and that's all you use because you don't want to overdo the whip. And the, the, the apocryphal thing at that time, if you want your whip to suddenly be really, really, really ready to go and feel like you've been using it for years, notice I'm using this very impressive voice to, to, to say this. Uh, the uh, trick was you took a uh, Ziploc bag, you filled it with uh, uh, Picards, you then covered your whip with Picards, you threw your whip into, oh, hey, I got porn. And, uh, <laughs> That's sorry. Porn. Uh, She's almost entirely dressed. You know, I'm, yes, and... <laughs> Gray, Gray is hi- hiding one of his significant others who's just come out of the, ba- uh, the back wearing not very much. Technically, my only significant other. Thank you. Yeah, you're only, I do. Well, we have. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Our only significant other. And, uh, you know, I, I don't keep track. So it's That's like, all right. And no she problem. is cute and fun to look at. But anyway, so you, you take this, you fill this bag. You're you, officially cute and fun to look at, by the way. Thanks. You're welcome. I, I, I call him as I see it. Yay! I'm. I'm I have this feeling I'm now going to get flashed a lot. This is hello, my God. He's the man. He's the gray with two heads now. <laughs> I'm trying, Dove. I'm trying. It's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, ooh, nice ass. Just ran the other way. And, you know, it's, damn, that's booty there. So I was telling a story. Okay, so the uh, you take this bag, you fill it with the Picard, you throw the whip in, you throw it in your closet for a week, two weeks, and then take it out, and your whip will now be that much softer. Being the the science geek that I am, I thought this, I did this, and it, you know, I really didn't get it as soft as I wanted. So, of course, I'm thinking, you know, wait a minute. It's a Vaseline substance. If you heat it up, it turns liquid. So, what I did was I did the same exact technique, made sure I had a waterproof uh, Ziploc bag, you know, with the big, heavy freezer types. Got all the air out of it, filled my tub, uh, my sink with, you know, as hot water as I could, and then I put the bag in it. Now, this, of course, made the Picards turn water. You know, it became all liquid. And then I rubbed the bag, and because of obviously, this is going to soak your whip. Okay. And I, and I put it, I put it in, the, uh, in the closet for a week. Okay. When it came out, I, I will say one thing about this whip is it took five years for it to stop exuding Picards. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a, a noodle. Yeah. Yeah. But it was literally, it would always have this slight sheen to it that if you ran your finger, and I was like, Wow. Just, okay. It was yeah. preserved. Okay. Now, <laughs> the the where the story gets interesting was on top of this was, um, I did this class for Taos, and it was just, we had twenty people at the LGBT center. It was a really actually awesome class. Big, you know, not too many. It was like we had really a lot of people, really a lot of levels. It was awesome, and I was doing things not to you know how to take care of your whip, and I did my this is what you need to do. I said I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm going to say up front. Do not ever do this under any circumstances. It is not worth the damage to your whip. Do not do this. This is a professional teacher telling you, do not do it. Now I will tell you the story. At which point my friend walked into the, uh, who was on the board at the time, walked into the uh, uh, the class. So she now hears, how did Dove make his whip, you know, 
uh, all loose and loose and loosey goosey. Now this is this then goes further. I get this call from her a couple of weeks later. Um, Dove, I have a problem with my whip. I'm like, what's the matter? Well, um, I I I did the thing that you told us to do. I told uh. you to do. Uh, well, the thing with the bag, and I, I did. How, is there? Is, if I add more Picards, can I get the? Can I make the 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 strands thicker again? I'm like, what the fuck? What she had done was, she decided that she did everything that I had said, except she decided that sink water probably wasn't hot enough. So why not use a boiling pot of water? Of course, because that will be really good. For Oh, absolutely. But this is where that's not even where it went wrong. Where it went wrong was um, the door rang and the really cute UPS guy was there and she left it in there and forgot it. So when she finally came back, the bag had burst and she had basically boiled the shit out of her leather, which she then, of course, dried using a hairdryer. Now, so now all she's saying, I can see the bag between the things. I'm like, well, um, I'm not sure how this is going to work, but I mean, you could try a little Picard's on it, but I don't think this. Anyway, she, she went and tried it. She calls me back about an hour later. The, the end of the whip broke off and there were BBs all, you know, uh, 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 shot all (laughs) over the place. I'm like, I said, you you realize that I, I said, do not, but came in after the, I'm like, so I, you know, Yeah, so and whenever I do this story now, I always say at the end of having told that story. So if anyone's listening to this podcast and they didn't come in at that point at the beginning of this Quick, story, go said, try it right now. Go <laughs> to this podcast, go and try it right now because Dove says you should try it. Whatever you do, do not listen to the gray. Do not do this. It's not worth the damage to your hundred dollar whip. That's what my daughter said to my grandson <laughs> when I the first time I babysat him. She goes, "Okay, Harvey." Be good. Go to sleep soon. Don't listen to anything he says. <laughs> and with that note, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the, we we have interesting lives, but yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is oh man. Well, anyway, I I think we've 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 covered the the this topic, you know, and then it, some, yes. and then some, and I think it all relates one way or another. And, and actually, you know. I have to I have to go get ready to go off to a meeting of the uh, the local uh, branch of the elitist fucks. What the elitist fucks? Yes. What yeah, is it? It's, it's, a, it's a local. Um, uh, what would you call the elitist fucks, Con? Would, would that be a, a SIG, a special interest group, or a munch, or what? The ELF. It, it's like a SIG, yeah, special interest group. Okay. And uh, you know, if, if you want to know if you can be in it, uh, the answer is no. <laughs> you elitist fuck! Exactly. I see you've succeeded. All right, <laughs> I like that actually. That, that actually works rather well. It's it's entertaining and uh... and actually it's from a brother of yours. Really? Which one? Well, your neon leather Jesus, right? Yes, that's my other, well, <laughs> my older was, website. Yes, was formed by Science Jesus. Really? Who's yeah. Sci- who's Science Jesus? Do I know? Science Jesus. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've actually met him. He's a good okay. But yeah, very very fun to follow on Twitter. His uh, thought of the day is is. is always entertaining i will have to look that up it's a, it sounds highly entertaining and and incredibly silly and <laughs> yeah we could use more of that in our life these days absolutely absolutely yeah all right my friend well um if you want to listen to it actually i'm i'm actually want to take a quick listen to this and uh we'll go but let me just do a sign off which is uh great thank you so much for for your time and it's been so much fun I uh, always have fun, you know, chatting with you, and even when we do have fights or whatever, it's in the end. 
We don't have fights. We nah. just have disagreements. Well, and yeah. I get to show you how you're wrong. And, after I hit you with a base back to prove how how wrong you are. Um, like, and oh, I am right. No, it is not I who is wrong. It is I who is right. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work out. I couldn't do the, stim the stimpy thing. But um, no, it, you know, it, the thing I love most is, you know, when you have people you can discuss and disagree with. And, you know, that's most important in any of this, especially because, you know, there are those people who, and we won't go there. But anyway, so thank you again. Thank you so much. And uh, this is uh, me uh, signing off and uh, tune in. And by the way, if anyone wants to contact us or contact Greg, by the way, your, your podcast is at? The so, Ropecast is at ropecast.net. Okay. Drop him a line. Tell him he's an asshole or you love him, whichever you want. Send goodies his way. Send money. Send cookies. Send small vibrating objects. And on that note.